Are you, you there? Yes, I am here, George Chapel. How are you? I'm I'm just fine, and you can you can tell Sarah that uh, we we finally got. Yep. Okay, she can rest easy now. Yep. <laughs> okay, I am Keith Stone, and you are. I am George Chapel. And we are two college buddies that are doing our ninth episode of George and Keith's Musings, a podcast that is entertaining millions, I think. Are you you there? Yep. Can you not hear me? Oh, no, I got got you again. I think I I might have lost you there for a moment, but I'm good now. Okay, I'll just tell on how great I was and yeah. how I was carrying you uh, along with me. Oh, <laughs> and, and don't think I don't appreciate that. Okay, good. As long as we understand. So today, yeah. today George, we're doing top 10 animated movies to go along with our earlier categories, which was uh, best uh, top 10 comedic movies and top 10 uh, I guess you call it dramatic movies, um, yeah. non-comedics, whatever you want to call them that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I'll set to go with, a, with another one, yeah. Okay, I got a couple of early trivia questions for you. Um, okay. Now, Disney is obviously kind of the, the Goliath when it comes to animated movies. Um, sure. And we're going to separate, for the purposes of this trivia question... Disney from Pixar. How many full-length animated Disney films have there been made? Oh, well, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to say like 38. Okay, the number is 56. Wow. And uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet is coming out this year. That'll be number 57. Um, any idea how many Pixar movies have been made to date? The Pixar, been, there have been a lot, probably more. I'm going to go, let me say they started 95, it's 23 years. Do, I'm going to go with 20. Bing, 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 20 is exactly correct, yes. Wow, how about that? You collect your steak dinner on the way out. <laughs> um, and so... Um, Incredibles 2 is coming out here like in a, in a week or two, and that will be number 21. Wow. And then um, I think uh, there's a Frozen 2 coming out, but that's, a, that's considered a Disney movie, not a Pixar. Anyways, so that's your two big trivia questions there. And now let's get into things that we like. Uh, go ahead with your 10th your favorite animated movie. Okay, my, num- my number 10 animated movie uh is it's one of one of the more recent ones it's a it's one of the computer animated ones but it's not pixar uh but it's a movie that i always really like has a lot of good tongue-in-cheek humor uh and it's shrek uh shrek the the ogre who lives in uh far 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 away i think is the name is the uh the land where they live and all he does is wants to kind of be left alone and uh, keeps getting pulled into all these different adventures with all the uh, uh, fairy characters. 
Uh, one of the great things about the movie is, is Eddie Murphy's uh, donkey character. I love uh, love him in that. So, uh, uh, and, then, and then some of the uh, and then also uh, I think like the sequels too. I think John Cleese was in the sequel, so you know that always scores extra points for me. So. Oh my God, John Cleese! Holy cow! All right. I'll throw John Cleese in there if I can. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, now, you know, it seems like that um, being a voice in an animated film is kind of a big deal. It seems like a lot of the big stars are doing that and have been doing that. And you would think that would be kind of like beneath them, but I don't know, it seems like it's kind of a badge of honor for a lot of them now. Uh, it is. It's a, it's a huge, huge uh, thing and some and some are uh, as I think we'll see on a lot of this list. So some of the voice actors really add a lot to the uh, to the movies themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go back in time a little bit. My number ten is 101 Dalmatians, and that is because of Cruella Deville, one of the the most heinous villains in movie history uh, in a Disney movie. But uh, she was she was easy to hate, and uh, you know I don't I, you know I don't know any of the voices. This was before you know who you know famous people were doing the voices, but I just remember that movie and feeling sorry for those puppies. <laughs> well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of uh, Dalmatian trivia then. Uh, okay, Cruella Deville was a woman by the name of Betty Lou Gerson who I just happened to see in a Twilight Zone, probably in uh, the last month or two. I was, I was going through the Twilight Zone episodes, and she was actually a character in, in a Twilight Zone. Uh, and she played a, uh, a Hollywood agent. So kind of a Cruella-type type character. Was she in the same episode as Ruta Lee? Uh, was not, this, not, nope, a different episode from Ruta Lee. So, uh, okay. <laughs> that is, that's pretty good trivia there. You, thank God for Twilight Zone. Yeah, absolutely. Kept a lot of people employed through the years. Sure, sure did. And they probably, uh, Disney probably was probably watching that episode and he said, that's who I need for Cruella DeVille. There you go. Okay, George, number nine. <laughs> okay. My number nine, I'm, I'm going to Disney now. And it kind of, like you said, the, that made Dalmatian such a great movie was the, the villain of Cruella DeVille. Well, number nine is another movie that has an excellent excellent villain uh I, it seems to me that the villains really add a lot to the, these uh fairy tale type uh movies but my number nine is cinderella and i know cinderella has it's a real girly kind of movie uh on the face of it but cinderella's stepmother was uh was so evil and just had such such hatred in her heart and one of the things that made her such a good villain is that she didn't even have any magical qualities or anything. She was just an evil, evil person who was so selfish and just wanted, it, it was almost, it, it was just enough for her to make Cinderella miserable would give her, her joy. So, uh, and, and her, her, that character's name, a lot of people don't know, but it's Lady Tremaine was her name. And, uh, and so just that great Disney villain put Cinderella as my number nine. Yeah, we can get into this later, but it always seems like, uh, you know, Disney, the happiest place in America. Their movies always had a dark side, didn't they? There was oh, yeah. always a villain or something 
terrible happens to somebody you care about, and it's it's disturbing, but I guess it worked. Well, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's that that good versus evil that's such a great storytelling uh, tool. Okay, my number nine is a Disney movie. It is the first ever Disney movie of those fifty-six, made in nineteen thirty-seven, and it's okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now, that also has a great villain in there, the the witch with the apple. But I yep. liked that movie for the Seven Dwarfs. They were they were great. I love those guys, and they protected Snow White as best they could, and they're kind of legendary. So that's really why I picked that movie. And they, they had the, the great high host on. Exactly. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, actually. But, yeah, um, yeah so that's good. So let me ask you this. Who was your favorite dwarf? Oh, probably Dopey. Okay. With me, it always comes down. It's either Dopey or Grumpy. Those are the, those got to be like the, the top two, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was good to have Doc around because he could, you know, he could help him make decisions that needed to be made. Yeah. All right. Where's okay, number eight. Number, okay, number eight. Number eight uh, is another one, just a, an excellent, excellent villain in this movie. It's one of the more recent Disney ones, and it's a, it's a computer graphic one, and it's not Frozen, but it's Tangled, which is... Uh, oh. It was a movie they released before Frozen, as a matter of fact. It, it tells a story of uh, Rapunzel. But the character that, that is Rapunzel's, well, it's not Rapunzel's mother. It's this woman that kidnaps Rapunzel when she's uh, an infant and steals her for her, basically for her magic hair. And she uses Rapunzel's magic hair to keep her young forever. But she lets Rapunzel believe that she is her mother and actually to the point where she, she raises Rapunzel as her daughter, but not, not out of love just for these very selfish reasons. But one of the things that makes her so evil is that she actually is, is that uh, Rapunzel, she, she manipulates Rapunzel into loving her, even though she's this, this really awful person. So, so another happy Disney plot line. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, kidnapped children. Uh, yeah. Locked up in a tower in prison for, for life. Yeah. So. Okay. But, uh, but, but a kind of, kind of a sleeper movie. I think it's been overshadowed by frozen uh, in recent years, but it's, I, I liked it better than frozen myself. So. I'm, okay. My that's story. a, that's very sleeper. I, I'm not even sure I even saw that movie, so okay. I'm ashamed to say. Uh, I would recommend it. My number eight, I went with Monsters, Inc., and that is when you get, get into some good voices of John Goodman and Billy Crystal um, yep. playing Mike and Sully. And, uh, yeah. Just the, uh, you know, and now that didn't really have any uh, – scary parts to it or any dark uh, pieces that I recall, but they're just trying to to help that little girl through her nightmares. Yeah. Uh, Also, Steve Buscemi as, uh, uh, he was was that, I can't remember the name, but he was that lizardy type character. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, another true to form, looking just yeah. like him, huh? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Okay, oh. number seven. Number seven, number seven, uh, back to Disney. This is one of the movies that uh, my kids used to watch a lot when they were when they were quite young. Goes back to the early nineties, and it's Aladdin. Aladdin had ah, Aladdin, yes. Aladdin had a, had a really good villain in it, and he added a lot to the movie. But the, the fact that uh, uh, Robin Williams played such a memorable uh, genie character in that movie really stole the movie. And what I understand, the the animators they just kind of let him, Robin Williams, just kind of riff along just the way he would, and they would kind of like animate to what everything he he said. So they they really allowed Robin Williams to be himself, and uh, they kind of made the movie around him. Well, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, and Gilbert Gottfried as the parrot, he has a very memorable voice. But yeah, Robin Williams was just all over the place on that movie. And oh, yeah. uh, you're starting to tread on my movies, but I'll just <laughs> I'll just announce those as we get to them. I I have a higher opinion of some of these that you're listing okay. off. Fair enough. So that was your number seven. My number seven is The Incredibles. Um, about just like a mild mannered family, but they all had their superheroes. Um, Craig T. Nelson is the uh, father and. I know, like I said earlier, Incredibles 2 is coming out. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There wasn't anything specific about that movie that I liked. It was just, it was just, uh, it was just funny. I love that Pixar animation, how realistic it looks. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, as I was going through my whole list, I just know that that movie tickled me. I think my favorite part of the Incredibles was probably Edna Mode. She always she always kind of cracked me up. Those, the little uh, yeah made all their tapes and their, their all their costumes, but she wouldn't make capes, right? Because capes was right. one of the downfall of the superheroes. <laughs> You're right. I forgot all about that, but yeah, I can picture her that little lady yeah. with her glasses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, seven. Uh. Or six. Are we at six for you? Yeah, we're at six for you. Yep, yep. Not number six. Number six, back to Pixar. Uh, some some great voices and just some truly beautiful animation, but it's, it's Finding Nemo. Uh, I think I think that movie was just so beautifully done, uh, animating the water to, to look very realistic. Um, I, I loved Albert Brooks as the voice of Marlin, and even more so... Uh, Ellen DeGeneres as uh, as Dory uh, kind of stole that show for me. I thought she was just exceptionally funny. Um, and you know another like, there you go, another kind of dark story of you know a child getting taken away and and you know the dad going off to find him and you know finding Dory along the way and uh, very very heartwarming uh, and funny story. Yeah, and you are just killing me, George. I'm gonna find a new partner. Usually, we don't agree on these things, but here's here's how here's how it goes. Now, my number six was Aladdin, and we okay. talked about that. Robin Williams stole that movie, and he is hilarious. I mean, that guy is so manic. I couldn't imagine him in that little booth recording all that. Yeah. Number five is Shrek. With okay. Mike Myers, well, I don't think we mentioned Mike Myers. No, he's one of my favorites. 
And Cameron Diaz is also in that movie as uh, like a Princess Fiona, I believe is her name. Yep. And then you further crushed me with number four is Finding Nemo. Um, <laughs> because, and that was all because of Dory. Um, Ellen DeGeneres was excellent in that movie. And say in my house, like I have an, I have an excellent memory, things like that, that she would always say. And, you know, keep swimming, keep swimming. That was a good one. And I also liked the turtle. That uh, the surfer dude turtle. Oh, crush. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, there's well, there's and there's another voice from Shrek that we forgot, but uh, John Lithgow. Uh, he was the, he was the that short little prince guy. He was like the villain of the of the movie, but John oh, Lithgow, yeah, okay. He's another great uh, voice actor. He is a good one. So yeah. you just you just see how you're wiping me out there, George. We went <laughs> six five four. I'm just, are, I'm just, I don't even know where we are now. I'm, I was just picking you up. Well, I'll go to the next the next one on my list, which I'm sure will be you know the next one up on your list too. Uh, it's also I think it's it was the same company that did Shrek. I think it was uh, DreamWorks or whatever. I think, but uh, okay, five is Despicable Me. Uh, and Despicable Me, I mean, for one, you know, I had all those those great little minions, which were always a lot of fun to to watch. Yep, uh, but. Steve Carell as as Gru, uh, who's this ostensible bad guy. He's obviously the hero of the movie. Uh, but Steve Carell is another one of those guys that, that always makes me laugh. Uh, great voice actor, and uh, you know, and kind of another story. It's almost almost the opposite of a lot of the stories we've had, where you know the children get taken away. But in this one, you know, the, he he ends up with a family as the children. Uh, come to him. Yeah, he uh, softens. Yeah, yep, and they and they become a family. So, uh, yeah, Despicable Me is my number five. But best yet, one of the little girl's name is Agnes. Is Agnes actually? So, I, think, I think the the best one is named Agnes. So that's my mom's name, and you yep. don't hear that name very often. So. Yeah. So what was that number? Was that number five for you? That was that was number five. Finding Nemo for me. So go ahead and steal okay. another one from me and do your number four. Okay, my number four that I'm sure I'll also steal from you uh, is back to Pixar, and it's the movie Up. Uh, it, I I love that one. It's got uh, uh, Ed Asner as this grumpy old guy uh, who. Who kind of like honors it, the beginning of the movie? It starts out with this kind of like this four or five minute short about how his character meets this this when he's a kid he meets this girl they grow up they get married and they have this life together and they want to have a family but they're not able to but they have this great life and they always dream of going to this place in South America and then uh, and then you know as so so often happens in, in these movies you get this real downer moment where she dies and he's kind of like left to himself but then as it happens this young kid comes along and kind of gives him the the child that that they never had and they go on this adventure and they actually go to uh this place in South America but what really made up for me 
was the the character Doug, who was a yes. talking dog, and uh, and it's just one of those things that everything Doug said, we could just envision our own dog saying. So yeah, and uh, it had the voice translator, so you knew yep. what he was thinking, and it was excellent. Yep. Yes. Yes. I don't even know you, and I love you already. Things like that. <laughs> I just met you, and I love you. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, that's okay. funny. I was, I was talking to my physical therapist the other day about various movies, and Up came <laughs> up in the conversation, and she did not like that movie because she got so sad at the beginning when Ed Asner's wife died that she cried, and she couldn't watch the rest of it. And I said... You got to give it a chance. It's a great movie, but it's it just kind of funny how you had mentioned that, and it got it affected her so much she couldn't continue. It, you know, I I was always kind of thought that if they just released that opening sequence as a as a short, it probably would have won an Oscar because it was just it was so well done. Very very few words. It was mostly done with just uh, visuals. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Okay, so that was your number four number, or three? That was my number four. Okay, my number four was Finding Nemo. <laughs> okay. Um, but we said that already. And so yeah. um, let me jump ahead of you for once. Let me, my, my number three is, is a movie that I watched probably more than any other movie in history. And it was my oldest son, Andy's fault. Um, it's Lion King. And that movie came out in 1994. Andy was born in 1992. So, you know, he was, even as a two-year-old, he kind of kind of watched it. But holy mackerel, and this is, these are back in the days of, of VCRs and having to rewind a tape. Yeah. And I can't, I can't believe we got through it with just the one tape because we watched that non-stop and I and the thing is normally in a case like that you'd be tired of the movie like get this away from me I don't ever want to see that again but I love that movie that's a great movie another another sad you know sad beginning and you've got Scar who's evil um, but um, you know there's a lot of lighthearted parts you get to see Simba grow up and um, I I just I love that movie. It's a great movie. Well, hey, you, you just stole my thunder because my number three is The Lion King. All right. For a lot of the same reason, my, it's, you know, my kids are a little older than yours, but they, it's in the movie that they also watched a lot uh, when, when they were young. Uh, you know, James Earl Jones and, and uh, uh, Jeremy Irons, you know, played Mufasa and, and Scar. And the thing is, they both have such deep, rich voices that you can believe that they're brothers. But, you know, James Earl Jones is, is very regal and, and dignified. And Jeremy Irons just had this really uh, creepy kind of note to his voice. So that, that was a, a great uh, contrast there. Uh, a lot of now here's some, some Lion King trivia is that a lot of the story of the Lion King is based off of Hamlet. Uh, and a lot of the things like, you know, like Hamlet, who's, you know, um, you know, speaks to his father's ghost and and his uncle is trying to take the kingdom. 
And huh. uh, so there's a lot of elements. To, so they say that Lion King borrowed a lot from Hamlet uh, in a lot of the, the story structure. But, uh, but beyond that, uh, also the songs were, were excellent. Uh, you know, yeah. Songs. Um, and uh, last year, the night before, there, or I think it was the night that my my grandson was born. Uh, the night afterwards, we we went to see my my just born grandson, and then Gretchen and I went to see The Lion King uh, at the uh, was the Detroit Opera House. So we saw the uh, the Broadway version of it, and it was it was breathtaking. Yeah, Sarah's seen that too, and she said it was it was excellent. Yeah. Yep, sure was. Now let's not uh, forget about Timon and Pumbaa too. They were, they were the oh, yeah. uh, comedic part of the movie. Yep, yep. Uh, well, and then it was Nathan Lane and uh, oh, God, and the other guy. The other, the other guy, the Pumbaa. Here's some Pumbaa trivia for you. Oh, all right. Pumbaa, do you remember the Seinfeld episode where Jerry's riding on the subway? And and he looks across and there's a there's a guy sitting across from him that's taking all of his clothes off. Yeah, naked guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's Pumbaa. No way. Sure is. I can't. I, I, his uh, name is me right now, but that yeah, that's that's the guy that played Pumbaa. You're sitting naked. I'm gonna naked. have to. I'm gonna have to fact check you on that one, George. Yeah. But that's oh, a great one. I'm, let's just pretend it's true. I love it. Ernie Ernie Sabella. That's his name. So yeah, look up Ernie Sabella. But yeah, you'll find out. Now in the Seinfeld episode, did he sound like Pumbaa? Do you remember? Uh, I think he, well, he sounded like himself, so it was it was enough that you could you could tell. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch that and figure that out. Yep. Oh, okay. My uh, that was your number three. That was and, my number uh, three. And your number you've, three. You've ruined my number two as well, and that was Up. And okay. um. I love that movie the most because of Doug the dog and a big thing in our family again is when anybody, whenever somebody gets uh, distracted, we all go squirrel. Oh yeah. Uh, That was one of Doug's big lines. He would be talking all of a sudden you think he sees a squirrel and everything would stop. Yeah. And, and all the other dogs too. Right. And, uh, I think that that's something that's kind of entered the, the general lexicon of the English language now too. I think, yeah. It has. Absolutely. When you say that, everybody knows that, okay, you're off track. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, George, uh, so what's your number two? My number two, uh, I, you know, this is a bit of a repeat because I know we talked about these when we were doing our top comedies, but my number two is, is Toy Story. Uh, you know, I think we, we've, we've given Toy Story a lot of, a lot of love, uh, uh, in some of these lists that we've been doing, but I'll just kind of reiterate, uh, Woody and Buzz, I think, are one of the one of the greatest comedy teams in in movie history. I think there's such great chemistry between those two, and uh, you know the, the the voice acting with Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, and and the timing that they 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 share, I think, is just has some of the great lines, and. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great story of, of, uh, of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a great yeah. story of stealing my number one, which yeah. is Toy Story. Um, yeah, yeah that, that was on my, our, my comedy list, just like yours. Now, that was the very first Pixar movie. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
Um, so that's my trivia there. And I've told this story when I, when I, we did talked about comedy movies, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, the owner of all those toys was a boy named Andy, which is my oldest son. And um, it kind of followed his life, um, especially Toy Story 3, when he was going off to college. That came out in 2010, which is the same year that Andy graduated. Yeah. And for Andy's uh, trip, we gave him a choice of, you know, where do you want to go to celebrate graduating high school? We went down to Disney World, and he and I stood in line to talk to Woody, or to see Woody get our picture taken. And I got up there and I told, I told Woody, I said, Hey, this kid's name is Andy. And, and Woody got all excited and lifted <laughs> up the bottom of his boot. And there was Andy written right on there, just Beautiful. like it was in the movie. So that was a good story. And as a matter of fact, um, Andy was telling me a story just the other day that he had he to had... tell a story like about how, how you would tell I don't even know what it's right, but tell somebody about something without like too many on an emotional level rather than yeah. a factual level. So he told them that story. And uh, so I think it's pretty cool that he remind he remembers that moment as fondly oh, yeah. as I did. That's, that's, that's beautiful. So, okay, Georgie, what's your number one? I thought you just took, you took all of mine. So what could be left? <laughs> Well, this is this is another movie that also showed up on my top comedies list. Oh, I know what it's going to be. Okay, go ahead, my yeah, man. And it, it's it's South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Uh, ever ever since I first started watching South Park, I've, I've just loved all of those all of those characters. Um, I think Eric Cartman is is one of one of my favorite all all time characters. Uh, it was actually released as a as a musical. Um. And and the songs are actually really really quite good. They're all written by Trey Parker, uh, and it kind of gave a, a preview of of some of the types of songs that they'd come out with when they did Book of Mormon and, and won a bunch of Tony awards on Broadway. Uh, but but South Park is just it's just a full length, basically it's a full length uh, South Park episode. Um, where the boys all go and watch an R rated movie. They sneak into an R rated movie. And the uh, and the, um, the the parents are all aghast at, at they were able to do that, and they're all speaking with this foul language now. And so <laughs> the parent the parents are looking. They and you know who who can they blame for this? And they say, well, it certain they certainly can't blame us. We the parents because the parents we wouldn't make any mistakes with our kids. Right. Uh, determined that this R-rated movie came from Canada, and so they they. Uh, they have this big push to declare war on Canada because it's, it's all Canada's fault. It's not. It's not the parents for sure. Well, that sounds pretty familiar with the way people raise their kids and people taking responsibility for these things. Yeah. Uh, they're way ahead of their time. Uh, yeah, the, the sarcasm, uh, the, the political insight and sarcasm um, of South Park is is very biting and very right on most of the time. And and that's that's why I love it so much. I um I gave the Simpsons movie some consideration, just because I love the Simpsons so much, but um, I didn't see it and I couldn't fit it in there at all. And um, so 
let's look at this, George. We didn't have too many that weren't the same. We both had Up. We both had Toy Story. We both had Lion King. We both had Aladdin. We both had Finding Nemo. Yeah. And we both had Shrek. Yeah. So, wow, that's a, that's a record. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Well, I yeah. Think, I, uh, yeah, and, and I, I was at least able to like steal most of your thunder on all of these because I because I wanted to. Ah, That's okay. Well, you do you do most of the trivia, so I would have just said, "Yeah, hey, I like uh, up." Okay, what do you say, George? And then you, know, so you were able to present lots of facts, so that was good. I appreciate you picking up my slack. Oh, hey, that, that's what I'm here for. Okay, so listeners, next ep- episode is episode number ten. So that requires something special, and I think it's going to be the most difficult uh, top ten list that we've done to date, and it's going to be revolves around our favorite comedy television show, Seinfeld, and we yeah. are somehow going to try and pair through and decide the top ten Seinfeld episodes. I've, so I've, yeah. I've start, started that, and I think I've got about 20 that I love, and I yep. don't know how I'm going to get to ten, but you know that's my problem, right? That's what we have to do. Well, and I've I've started as well. I think my first cut, uh, I've got 26 nominations. So yeah, yeah. all right, this, yeah, well, this is going to be a challenge. It'll be fun. Okay, oh, George, yeah. well done. Um, tell all your friends, everybody. Uh, you can get this on Apple if you just Google. Uh, George and Keith's musings, you'll get about eight or nine different platforms. Seems like one or two gets added every week. I don't know um, how that's happening, but um, you can get all the episodes. Like I said, we've got nine on there now, and uh, we appreciate your support. George and I went to a Tiger game with about uh, 20 other people uh, last weekend, and got a lot of positive feedback from from those people, so... If it's good enough for them, it's certainly good enough for others, correct? I just want to say it was, it was nice meeting all you folks out there, too, the other day. So, uh, yeah, keep listening. Okay, George. You have a great week, and I'll be talking to you, and we're going to have to work hard. I don't know. We might have to skip work a couple of days next week. <laughs> How, how's that different than any other week? There you go. All, all right, right, buddy. Take care of yourself. All right, you too. Okay, bye. All right, bye.